chance to win one of three Calgary Flames fan experiences. Details in the new limited edition 15 packs of Canadian Pale Ale Original 16. Official beer sponsor of the Calgary Flames. Must be of legal drinking age, no purchase necessary. Welcome inside Flames Post Game Live. It's brought to you by Original 16, which uh, this night here, New Year's Eve, the final game of 2022, is also a big part of uh, fireworks. are going to be going off here any second now, right there on cue uh, to celebrate the end of uh, the calendar year. And, of course, uh, welcome in 2023 and uh, welcome in to the post game show. Calgary Flames ringing in uh, a new year with a 3-2 win over the Vancouver Canucks here tonight, and they do so thanks to uh, really uh, th three goals in the second period, the difference in this hockey game, three straight. Vancouver yeah. comes back with a couple, but uh, the Calgary Flames hold on. Maybe just first before we uh, get to some post-game thoughts and some reaction, get your thoughts on uh, what we saw here tonight. Well, my initial thought is I'm a bit jumpy a few too many trips to Columbus over the years, so hopefully yeah, the fireworks a, aren't the too cannon. bad. Yeah, the cannon. <laughs> uh, you know what, for me, Brendan, I was really curious to see uh, you know, kind of what the energy level would be like here tonight because the schedule, it's been uh, you know a hot topic of discussion over the past few days and you know coming off back-to-back -back games, and there you go. Coming up back-to-back -back games, uh, they had a workout. They had one of the hardest practices I've seen them ever have uh, since I've been here uh, yesterday and uh, full skate this morning. So it was really interesting to see them close out this divisional stretch. It's been uh, seven straight against these teams, uh, and they performed well. I mean, they've lived up to the expectations that they set forth for themselves. A lot of energy. We saw it off the top getting, yeah. I think it was 10 shots in the first six minutes of the game. And sure, you make it a little bit more interesting than you'd like to down the stretch, but... I also felt that this was a game the Flames were in very much control of throughout the night. They never let that slip despite it getting to a one-goal game. Yeah, I think naturally you saw a little bit of a push from from an opposition sure. team that's down uh, two or three goals at the time. And then, you know, it never really felt like the Flames were giving up, you know, extended periods of possession or anything yeah. like that, which is probably fair to say. And, um, you know, maybe just a thought on, on kind of the way you close it out. Uh, obviously, they get within one and then... You know, really, after they got that 3-2 goal, it just didn't seem like they really had much of anything going aside from maybe one or two looks. Uh, there was a huge chance with about five minutes left, but yeah. nothing sustained, no. you know, kind of the rest of the way. No, and, and that's, you know, speaking of topics of discussion, I mean, we, we talked to the guys yesterday at practice, too, and I think we're starting to see the worm turn a little bit here where a lot of the focus is about getting the goals against down, and we've seen that over the past two weeks. Uh, first 30 games of the season, they're up over three. They've got it around to about two and a half over the past 10 days. Those are good numbers and in talking with Blake Coleman yesterday he said that's got to be their MO this season because yeah. it's hard to believe but we're already you know, we're already talking playoffs and you look at the standings I think the Flames leap back into a spot tonight based on the out-of-town scoreboard this is how you're going to have to win games down the stretch you have to be dialed in defensively yeah that's a real good point and back-to-back and -back wins obviously and then if you look a little bit closer at uh, the divisional play seven straight we kind of talked about it a lot this morning yeah. because this was kind of the end of that string of, of games within your own division, seven straight, and I believe go five, one, and one in that span. Yeah. And, and obviously that does wonders for moving up in the standings because you're Huge. beating the teams you're chasing in some, in some cases. Some teams blow you too. Uh, but now, yeah, move ahead of uh, the Edmonton Oilers for third spot right now in the Pacific Division. But that, that, that's gonna <laughs> It's going to be happening for constantly. a long time back and forth. But yeah. it's fun, and, and all you can do right now is take care of your own business. That's what they've done here for the last little yeah. while. Yeah, really well said. All right, well, uh, we're going to hear some uh, reaction from, obviously, head coach Gerald Sutter. We're going to go inside the Calgary Flames locker room as well. But let's first show you how this game one went down tonight 
and uh, show you the highlights from the hockey game and uh, also expecting to have somebody join us live here on the desk as well. It starts in the uh, second period, scoreless after one, and this was the two-on-one that got the offense started just over a minute in, a buck 21 into the second period, Elias. Yeah, nice little pass by Tyler Tafoli to get it going. A little bit of a slow-developing two-on-one, and, you know, we were kind of talking about it on the desk here. Uh, job of the defenseman, take away the pass. Tyler Myers goes down pretty early, though, and that opens up the shooting lane for Lindholm, and we know he's got a great shot. He picks the corner there. Yeah, the release is his 12th of the season, so that was the one nothing lead. Tafoli picks up the lone assist on that one, and then this was the other two-on-one. Had happened to be shorthanded. Rasmus Anderson up on the play, but uh, it was the finish by Blake Coleman and justly deserved. Yeah, deservedly so. Uh, this was a heck of a PK shift. A minute and six seconds of flat-out domination, honestly, and Blake Coleman played a huge part in that. Really kind of getting the buzz going down in the offensive zone. And hey, Rasmus Anderson, I think that's his seventh point in his last seven games. So just a monster season keeps getting better for number four. Some impressive numbers for sure, and uh, does it again here tonight. Uh, Rasmus Anderson draws the assist. Mackenzie Weger also a helper on that. But this was the one that you had to feel good for. Weger walks in, and an absolute no-doubter to beat Spencer Martin, but his first as a member of the Calgary Flames. Yeah, great look at it there, too. Kind of, you know, walks in a little bit, finds that lane, and a lot of traffic, too. So a great shot by Mackenzie Weger, but this is also what we want to see from the Flames offensively. Create those layers of traffic in front and make your shooters have something to look for. There was an open side there. He found it. Bit of a muted celebration, but you know that one had to feel good. A little smile at the end, and Weger's got his first, but uh, as he said to us in the intermission, it was uh, more about the result that they were looking for and Sheldon Drys makes things interesting thanks to a goal with just less than five minutes remaining his second consecutive game scoring against the Flames so of his four goals two have come against Calgary. Fortuitous uh, you know Flames are in pretty good position uh, puck kind of pops free I think it ends up going behind the head of Jacob Markstrom that you'll see here and over top of the net but uh, you do have to give Sheldon Drys some credit there because that's some nice hand-eye to just sort of tow it into the top shelf. Yeah no question uh, lucky bounce to, to get the puck there but a nice finish to put it into the back of the net, and then this is where it becomes the one goal game. Elias Pettersson jumps on the uh, loose puck. Markstrom kind of gets spun out. We wondered maybe if there's a thought of some goalie interference there, but it, you can kind of see how much uh, the Canuck player is trying to get out yeah. of the way, and uh, obviously not worth the risk there. And no uh, challenge made from the Calgary Flames, and uh, in the yep. end it sticks, but it wouldn't have mattered anyway. Uh, Flames protected that uh, one goal lead the rest of the way, and. You know, we'll, we'll talk about it and show a few different opportunities, but uh, some good defensive plays in that final minute or so with the oh. net empty, too. And uh, Jonathan Huberto had one of them. And just good sticks. That's what it's all about. Yeah, and a real underrated part of his game. I, I know so much of the talk this year has been about his offensive game and, you know, finding chemistry with some of his new line mates and really settling into the new city. Uh, we've seen that because the numbers are obviously starting to pick up. Got the winning goal the other night in Seattle, too. That's got to feel good. But... Uh, this side of the puck, defensively, he's always been good that way. And Mackenzie Weger as well. So these are two guys that have really kind of been known for their two-way play throughout their career and have been feeling sort of the pressure on the offensive side a little bit more. Maybe unjustly so, because they've been doing stuff like that all night throughout the season. And uh, regardless of how easy or not easy the offense is coming, if you're keeping them out at the other end, that's a good sign. And uh, without further ado, let's welcome in uh, Jonathan Huberto. He's joining us uh, live on the desk. This is the uh, the natural or unnatural welcome in. We just uh, bring you on the desk. <laughs> yeah, live. Yeah, yeah live TV. Live. I like it. Straight yeah. on. Congrats on the win, guys. As, yeah. uh, and uh, maybe just a thought. We were just kind of talking about McKenzie and showed that goal, but uh, a little relief. It was a muted celebration, but uh, <laughs> it's probably good to see McKenzie uh, bury one there. Yeah. Did you guys like the celly there? Yeah, it was like, good. No, no celly. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was good to obviously, you know, have him score. 
goal, and uh, he thought it was offside, so that's why he didn't sell it. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. I was but wondering. then I was looking at the other coaches, and they weren't even looking at, you know, challenging. So it would have been nice to see a little yeah. celebration uh, from uh, Weeks, but uh, no, good, good for him. I mean, one and one tonight, and uh, he's playing well. And he, just quickly, Ryan, before you jump in there, it was just like he talked about, uh, you know, a long time coming, and, and maybe that that's part of. It. We kind of, I was hoping for a good little fist bump, maybe, and the uh, the monkey off the back or something. But, uh, <laughs> no, but just you know, for a guy that we were just saying, he does a lot of good things on a nightly basis. I, I know that that doesn't go unnoticed by teammates, just in terms of everything else that comes with him. Yeah, he's been working hard. I mean, all year, obviously, you know, offensively has been has been a little bit tougher, but uh, I think you know, defensively, he's playing well, and uh, he knew it was going to come at some point. And we were actually talking about it on the way here. So he said he was going to score. He said hat trick, but I was like, I don't know if it's gonna happen. <laughs> We're buying that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome, uh, Jonathan. I mean, so much of the talk this year has been about offense, but let's go back to that final minute. You make that exceptional defensive play to, yeah, that's a key portion in the game too. Knowing that you're, you're protecting a lead and they're pushing a little bit, what's kind of going through your head and maybe the minds of your teammates as you're protecting that and then having that good stick to get the clear. Yeah, I think we have a, a lot of one goal games. Trying to play well defensively, and at the end, you know, kind of had to give a little extra effort, you know, to get the, to get the, you know, the, the stick there and kind of prevent, you know, one timer. So I think that's good. You always want to help your your team, you know, to to win some game, especially at the end. So. Yeah, guys, a little scramble that kind of Markstrom makes a couple of saves in tight here, but then uh, the puck works its way back out, and this is the stick uh, coming up right there. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty. <laughs> right, love, it, love it. That's a good sticks are all about. Uh, maybe just Jonathan, just a thought before we let you go, and that's just about some of the momentum this stretch. I mean, you can't uh, you can't go without saying seven games straight against the division. You know how crucial those games are, but to see you go five one and one, obviously move up now back in a third spot in the division. Just what has this stretch done for your group here? Yeah, it's good. I think you know we're playing better games, and uh, we still got better. I think in our team. I, we got a lot of character. We got maturity. We're, we're older teams. So I think you know from now on we just got to. Build off, you know, till the playoffs, stay in the playoff spot. And, you know, I think we have a, we have a good team. So I think, you know, if we keep playing well defensively, we know the offense is going to come. So. Yeah. Good stuff. Congrats on the win. So Fair. good we had to give you two mics. That's yeah, that's <laughs> good. I like it. <laughs> All right, thank you guys. All right, thanks, bud. Thanks uh, Jonathan Huberto joining us here. Flames win it 3-2, and uh, always good to hear from uh, from Hubie. And uh, obviously some good stuff in there. Obviously, yeah. Weeks uh, predicted the hat trick coming in, but he'd take the one. And, Offside, uh, we didn't even. Yeah, I didn't even pick that. up on like, that. That's, that's interesting. That's wild, yeah. You know, if a good reporter would have asked that question about why not the celebration at the time, yeah, uh, no. we might have had that answer in between periods. Well, we're watching on a monitor here, so I can only assume that it was out of frame. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's, yeah, that's got to sure. be it. So protect it. <laughs> yeah, we get the uh, we got the. Oh, we, oh, got, we got it. it. Look at that. Right see, on. this is luckily we got a good crew and could make up for <laughs> the see. lack of good reporting. Let's see here. Here's the play that they were talking about, or that you might have been worried about. Oh yeah, that's clean. That's clean. Gee, we should we should have asked Jonathan about the nifty footwork yeah, there, there too. Yeah, I, uh, I didn't pick up unofficial on that. assist. So that's apparently what he was uh, worried about a little bit, uh, <laughs> and why the celebration was somewhat muted. Uh, either way, it was great. We did see the smirk though, the smile. It was and you there. know what? At yeah. the end of the day, the finish was there, and that's all yeah. that matters. There so. you go. Uh, it stood. More importantly, and it uh, it was also your G W D. Easy for me to say. Game-winning goal, man. And, you got to work, uh, work on that in the new year. Is that your resolution? G yeah. Okay. Uh, let's go to the uh, <laughs> let's go to the uh, press conference room. Let's listen in on the ad coach uh, Daryl Sutter. His thoughts on the uh, victory here tonight. Good game for us. Good opportunities to put it away. Uh, missed a lot of really good opportunities, but it was a good game. Good solid game for us. Can you just talk a little bit about what 
Mackenzie Weger has been doing all year long? Well, we've, you know, it's like he's a really good player for us. Mackenzie really loves the game, lots of energy, and plays the right way. Hard part for him is I've had to move him around too much, left and right. So it was good to see him score. I was happy for him. And you feel like you found a home for him, him and Adam? Yeah, I, just, I mean, we've been fooled around that he can play minutes. That's, that's the thing. It seemed like Blake Coleman was really electric tonight. Were you happy with, with what he gave you? There's lots of opportunities. He's been, you know, we've needed him to dig in more into his game, get back to the basics of his game, and I thought tonight he was a lot better out. Did you feel the energy of that shift in on the penalty kill where he was in the corners and he lost his stick? Like, did you feel that momentum a little bit on, on the bench? Penalty kill did a good job. I mean, there's whether it was uh, that shift or any of the shifts. I mean, on, on McKenzie's goal, it seemed like that was a shift that you guys really sustained had. pressure in their zone. We kept getting pucks back, recovering pucks, hanging on to pucks. So you know, he was against their top line and uh, you know you spend that much time without the puck plays you out then you get a good opportunity and you score we had that we had, we had that, that same opportunity three or four other times didn't seal the deal is that one of the trademarks of what your teams are all about that pressure that four check sustained pressure yeah i mean it's 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 a work and let's move on to next year Yeah. Happy New Year, you guys. Happy New Year from the head coach of the Calgary Flames. And, uh, boy, what a way to finish off the old year, I suppose, 2022 from uh, Blake Coleman. This was the shift that uh, led to his goal on the PK, you know, single-handedly sort of one-on-three leads to a scoring chance. And it just felt like this was deserved as he uh, then finishes it off on the other side. But what a night from Blake Coleman. Plenty of chances and obviously the one goal here. Yeah, incredible. I mean, that's that's how when Blake Coleman is at his best, you see every ingredient in his game show up in tonight's game. And you know, it was interesting because I had that first shift that led to the chance didn't score, obviously, as you pointed out. But you know, I feel a good Blake Coleman shift doesn't end without a couple of gloves and sticks to the face too. So um, it was it was uh, a proper tee up to the whole thing. Look, Love a lot the of the Superman <laughs> dive there too, that <laughs> which was fantastic. we also pointed out, he's done quite a few times over his career. A few of those little diving yeah. efforts on goals, so not too bad. Yeah, the one-handed one in the uh, Tampa playoff run. I think it was their second cup run yes he scored diving one-handed and uh and you know. he did the same thing as a former jet on the desk in new jersey okay. against the winnipeg jets as well very similar go. looking goal but look we've spent the last couple of days talking about how good michael backland blake coleman and andrew Mangiapane have been uh Mangiapane's had a you know tough time finding the net despite his incredible chances and man it was good to see one of those guys bury because it's as you said justly deserved I lit up because our, like our tape, our tape room is on fire tonight because we're talking one-handed goals. And look, Andy, Andy, right, on our EBS, he's got it queued up already. Here's here's a look at the one-handed markers from Blake Coleman. Check this out. Oh yeah, here so we here's go. the uh, oh, there's the that's the one you were describing yeah. against Winnipeg. There's the uh, second one. Loves the uh, the right-handed flick of the and wrist. There's and the, that's the one we were talking famous. about. Uh, outstanding. That's, that one wins you a Stanley Cup. That one is uh, Stanley Cup caliber, and tonight would have had maybe one more with the diving effort. Uh, yes. Either way, fantastic night from number 20. So let's hear from him. Without further ado, Blake Coleman scores his sixth of the season and uh, was first star tonight here. What would you make of that? It was a big win. Um, 
you know, it was big two points for us. I think, um, you know, obviously getting out to the lead, they climbed back in the game, and then I thought we showed some resilience in the third. And, um, you know, we had a lot of a lot of really good chances to put them away, just couldn't quite get them, but uh, it's a big one for our team. Blake, personally, you had one. How many do you think you could have had tonight? <laughs> I don't know. I was just, I'm going to go home and do a bonfire to the hockey gods and burn some stuff. And uh, it's, just, it's just one of those nights, man. Um, I mean, it's good that we're getting the chances, I guess, but uh, frustrating. But like I said, we got the win, so the one was enough tonight. That shift of yours in the third, er, on the penalty kill where you lost your stick and we're in the corners and you sort of like, like what was going through your head? It seemed like you were a man possessed a little bit on that sequence. <laughs> uh, it's just trying to play hard for a team. I think, um, you know, we knew that this was a big game and, you know, you kind of emphasize last game of the of the year and things like that. And um, whether it was on the killer five on five, just wanted to play really hard. And I thought, you know, I thought I wasn't alone in that. I thought a lot of guys played played really hard games. We're in on the four check, um, and then the goal was I didn't have to do much. Just got to put it in, which seems, sounds easier than it is uh, tonight. But uh, great pass from Raz and, and some good poise from Weeks to start that play. What, what does it do for a room when you see a guy like McKenzie finally get that first goal? Yeah, I mean Weeks is the best man. He's a great guy, great teammate. Um, you know, we joked about it this morning. We thought he was going to get one, and he, and he did. And uh, Looked like he'd scored his 50th goal the way he celebrated, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're happy for him. You know, he's a big part of our team. Um, it's going to be the first of many. Sometimes it's just funny how it works like that, but he's such a, a big part of our team, and it's nice to see him get on the board and get rewarded. I was going to ask him, but were you surprised that he just basically shrugged? I think it was a little bit of exhaustion on that, uh, that whole shift. They were in there for about a minute and a half, so um, just I'm sure he was excited inside. Is that shift almost symbolic of the way this team wants to and can play when they're forechecking at its best? Yeah, I think we've been uh, getting better and better. I think you know you can see it from each line now, and you're getting some sustained offense in ozone time. And um, you know we're a hard team to play against when everybody's doing it. Um, the challenge, obviously, is to not take shifts or periods off, and uh, it's a hard way to play. It's demanding, but uh, you know we've got the guys that can do it. And um, you know if we if we continue this path. We're just going to keep growing and get better. The, the aggressive in that second period, you, you outshot them while they were on the power play. What were you guys doing so effectively that really was important in that period when they had all those chances? Oh, just pressure. I think um, you know we denied a lot of entries and, and turned pucks over, and then uh, clears were, were good. Like I said, there was a few really poised clears from Weeks and guys like that that um, you know made a play with it versus just shoveling it down. And um, there's a time and a place for both, but uh, you know led to a little bit of offense for us, and, and PKs can shift games like that. Your team has been become known the last couple of years for that aggressive PK. You've played on the other side against PKs like that. What does it do to that to the opposing power play, knowing that your team has the ability to spend time, a lot of time in the ozone, generate chances, score goals? What does it sort of put you on your heels a bit? It can be frustrating. I think um, you know it's when you see power plays start to kind of yell at each other and and kind of get on each other, get frustrated um, when you're not getting much time and space. It can be a, a really tough game. Obviously, you know you got to be. You know, pick and choose your spots of when to really push the pedal down and, and when to play the right way and, uh, and take away passing lanes, things like that. But um, I think in the last month or so, it's been a big emphasis on our team to get up ice and, and get pressure up the ice. And I think it's been a lot better lately, and that leads to less uh, time in your zone killing. How does a guy celebrate the new year after he scores a, on a Saturday night NHL game? What do you do to ring it? <laughs> I don't have much time. I, uh, I'm going to get up out of here quick. And, Perfect. Uh, nice question. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, just going to be with the boys tonight. Um, obviously, my wife and then uh, 
to see what uh, the next year has in store for us. Okay, let's go. Thank you. All right, well, uh, yeah, we're about 49 minutes or so away from uh, seeing what the new year has in store. And a uh, nice way to finish 2022 for Mackenzie Weger. His first is a flame, and uh, we'll hear from him here in just moments. But uh, you can see how uh, happy his teammates are for him. Yeah, he's been getting close, too. I think uh, we were in Seattle watching the game the other night. We thought for sure he was going to get, oh, there's the, there's the offside. Yeah, okay, <laughs> just said, I just picked that up. He, uh, the lip reading. Yeah, he's been getting close. He's been jumping up in the play. I think he's been making more of a concerted effort to get pucks on net, too. Yeah. And, you know, I really like what Blake pointed out there because Mackenzie Weger has just been an, I know you'd agree, unbelievable addition to this hockey team and to this city. He is an amazing human being, one of our favorite interactions in that locker room. So uh, to see a guy get rewarded for that hard work, and you know this is just going to be the start of it for him. He's got a little bit of that offense in him, so sure. hopefully this is a bit of a springboard. Yeah, uh, and, and as I told you earlier in the game, I we had predicted, or at least I, the, the prediction for the first one came yesterday or uh, Seattle morning. Yes. Uh, it was wrong. It was a day late. But it, you could kind of sense it was coming, I guess, is the point of the story. Right, is. and it's important. He, we were mid-debate about whether or not he was going to get one tonight, yeah. and all of a sudden the puck's in the net. I and actually I don't think it. either of us saw what happened no. on the play, to be honest with you. <laughs> it was nice. And uh, let's hear his depiction yeah. of it, and maybe he'll uh, talk about the what he thought was offside at the time. Feels great. Um, even better with the two points, obviously. Just, you didn't really celebrate. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was weird play. I honestly thought that it was going to be offside. Uh, Tanny kept a good puck in, and um, you know I didn't want to jinx it by overselling. So um, now I'm happy that it wasn't offside. I'm happy to get my first goal. Where does the puck go now? Um, I'm not sure. I don't even have it right now. So um, you know what? It was uh, a, a good time to get it before the new year. Tanny just had a kid, so. Um, you know, maybe it was for maybe it was for his son, Bobby. Important to get two points out of a division rival that's trying to creep up on you. Yeah, huge, um, absolutely huge. You know, Daryl said this morning. I think it was a good month for us. Um, we just got to keep building on it and uh, keep climbing the, climbing the standings. Okay. Is that almost symbolic of the way your season's gone? Like you, you score the goal and you still think. It's probably just going to be disallowed. Right? Yeah, um, yeah. Honestly, I thought I was kind of thinking like, oh, you know, that's classic. But you know what? Um, it was a good shift. We, we hemmed them in there, and Naz made a good pass, and there was a good net front. And um, you know, I'm happy they didn't challenge anything. So the guys give you our time for that? Uh, yeah, they sure did. Going <laughs> <laughs> back to the shorthand goal, um, what? Uh, how did you see that sequence develop? Um, it was a turnover at the blue line. Um, you know, I knew that they were kind of tired. I heard their coaches yelling at them to kind of change, so I hung on to the puck a bit. Um, I was actually looking for Colsey to go for a breakaway, but um, Ras was yelling at it, yelling at me, um, and I just got it to him, and he made a beautiful pass over to Colsey. So that's kind of how it went. Sir, you, I don't know if you read Twitter recently, but Heritage Classic is now mm. officially being played New Oilers outdoors. Oh, that yeah, that's awesome. I've never been a part of one of those, um, you know, one of those outdoor games or anything like that. So that'll be a lot of fun, and uh, I can't wait for that. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks guys. Thank you. Thank you. Happy New Year, Okay, so we're going to go back now because this was the play. So originally we showed you the zone entry. This was actually the play that uh, McKenzie, that we believe uh, he thought might have been offside. So it's kind of on the on the zone hold, and it was Tanev at the Ooh. blue line. You can see Weger yeah. at the bottom of your screen. He's got a pretty good angle, but yeah. the linesman's got an even better angle. Right. And, uh, and immediately said... It's onside. Yeah. So uh, that was the play that uh, he alluded to. And then you can see you can read lips. <laughs> and these ones you can actually read, children. 
if you're still up. <laughs> and you can see a little bit of no uh, from Hubert. Uh, he was blocked out. So, yeah, yeah good I, good eyes by the linesman. That's textbook yeah, positioning. Well, I was just going to say, yeah, that's uh, credit to the uh, linesman. He was in the absolute perfect spot, makes yeah. the call, and it's dance. So, uh, nevertheless, the game-winning goal for Mackenzie Weger, his first as a member of the Calgary Flames, and uh, right in time to finish off 2022, and we'll see what uh, 2023 has in store. We did uh, we did some last second, oh, a little bit of a delivery here. I didn't, so even, I didn't even see this. It is the uh, the I perk of uh, being sponsored and happy brought to you by Original 16. So happy new year, and happy new year to you, all you Flames fans. And I hear, I, I can, it, the fireworks are over, but we can hear the party commencing upstairs yeah, as well. Yeah, sounds like a good time. It's a New Year's Eve party, also brought to you by Original 16 as well. So uh, to all of you, uh, happy New Year and uh, all the best in 2023. As for us, we'll sign off for one final time this calendar year. The Calgary Flames head into the new year with a victory. 3-2 over the Vancouver Canucks. They even up the season series head-to-head. -head. And now they look ahead to the Winnipeg Jets. A one-off road trip into the Central Division before coming back home. And then a long road trip uh, commences shortly thereafter that. But uh, tonight, it's a win. And the Calgary Flames make it back-to-back -back and back into the third spot in the Pacific Division in the standings. Thanks for watching Flames Post Game Live, brought to you by Original 16. We'll see you coming up right back here at the Scotiabank Saddledome in about a week. Great way to celebrate things done well.